Hi everyone and welcome back to It's Good to Talk, uh, brought to you by the Let's Chat YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that's pretty much in everyone's mind at the moment, and that's the mental health as it affects us uh, via COVID. Now, we have on uh, Shannon, who um, is an NHS nurse. So of all of, the, uh, all of us that complain about COVID and the effects it has and all that kind of stuff, uh, NHS workers have had to work for all of this. So obviously there's a lot more um, to the issues that they're suffering in terms of mental health than anybody else really, because they're on the front lines, um, they're putting themselves at risk. Uh, so it's, it's a very different situation. So that's why we brought uh, Shannon on today. Uh, the one thing, yeah, I'll start that again in English. The one thing I will say is um, nothing that Shannon is going to say today, although NHS officials and government, if you really think that she would think this, you idiots anyway, but anything that Shannon does say today is her opinion and it is my opinion when I say it. it is nothing else. It doesn't represent the NHS. It doesn't re represent the government. It doesn't represent anything to do with any of that. It is her opinion alone. It doesn't reflect. And just in case I say it doesn't reflect on any nursing unions either. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the RCN, you can't have a go at me either. So, uh, Shannon, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, this is my yeah. second recording of the night. So um, I'm doing two oh, podcasts almost back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously you are um, a nurse, you've been working mm -hmm. through, all the way through this. Um, so how has it felt? I mean, just in general, how's it? Because I know, I know a lot of people complain. I'm not working at the moment during, I'm doing, so I do um, a lot of social media stuff, which I don't really call working, although I do get money from various streams. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not on the scale of like KSI, so I don't see it as a job. No. It's, just, it's just a couple of, you know, a few quid here and there. So my, my opinion is probably a little bit different to others, but obviously there's so many people complaining, oh, we're at home, we want to be out and about and all that kind of bullshit. Um, how do you feel? Because obviously pretty much every time Boris Johnson speaks, it affects you. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing has just been quite surreal, to be honest. Like when you're training to be a nurse, you never expect to have to go through a pandemic. So it's just yeah you can never imagine what it's going to be like and it has just been a bit mad and I mean me personally I think struggling um being on my own and not being with my family and friends um being able to actually go to work has mm. been one benefit of it because my colleagues are like a second family um, so I would say that's sort of, you know, that's been the upside of it. I think I might have gone mad stuck at home. But work has just been, it's been such a challenge. Um, and it's, we've just been put so out of our comfort zones. And you're always just scared of, you know, what might come in, what might happen, you getting ill, you passing it on to other people, passing it on to patients. There's just so much to think about. Mm. um and it's yeah stressful <laughs> yeah because i mean obviously when this all kind of kicked off uh no one really was worried and certainly not in our age group there's no one that was you know your age or my age that was worried about this we were all kind of told ah don't worry you know you're under this age it doesn't matter nothing's going to happen yeah. to you but then i think like two months after uh covid properly hit us um just down the road from where i am a nurse died from covid and she was like 28 and yeah. so it was like suddenly that changed so has there been like um an increasing worry because you say about you're, you're worried about you know getting it yourself and obviously passing it on but has there been a change in i don't know 
uptake of um of seriousness that nurses see it as because i know you know i've been around nurses and doctors and that a lot and you know no one's perfect you guys are in the front line but obviously there's going to be there's going to be that one person just like oh well it doesn't matter i've seen things like this before or something like that um that maybe wasn't taking it as seriously so how's it been like a, a a shock for everyone to kind of go oh this really is a pandemic like this isn't just the flu which i think pretty much everyone's opinion was at first yeah i think i mean from day one for us it the sort of severity severity of it was quite obvious okay. um just within how things changed within like our hospital um and it was just like now going to work is totally different to how it used to be mm. um from like i mean from a day-to-day -day point of view it didn't officially like hit me straight away um it's in, i think it's until you know someone personally who has it that's when you're like oh crap okay yeah. this is actually happening um so it's and i know yeah young people especially like you said they're a bit blase about it because we're not obviously as much of a risk and um if we do have it we're less likely to be pulling things like that but it's just thinking about you passing it on to everyone um and that's the scary part of it yeah i mean i remember when it when it first kind of happened i was working at a university and i had in the space of eight days run two half marathons in groups of twelve thousand people from all over the world um and we were being told you know it's nothing to worry about if you're fit and healthy you're fine and i was there going well i'm a marathon runner I, I i've just been around everyone i work in a university so i'm around a lot of students I'm going to, and I was, I was studying at the same university. So it's just like, well, I'm going to be fine then. Like it was, there was, it was so blase to us. Um, there seems to have been a shift at least down here where I am, because there's a lot of universities around here that actually the university students seem to be taking it more seriously and older people don't. So it's, it's weird around here, but yeah, it was certainly kind of thrown to us, but you, you were lucky. You say that for you, it, it, there was an immediate shift. So maybe um at least where you are the kind of your um your managers at the hospital kind of knew there was something coming basically yeah pretty much i mean it was like not just wearing the masks every day but the procedures that we do within the hospital they all changed um the type of patients we were getting in it was all just sort of you know it was a sudden sort of shock um so it's yeah it's uh i mean we've, i feel like we're kind of used to it now i feel like this is our um sort of new normal as we call it mm. um i feel like this is how we'll continue to work from this point yeah i mean it's maybe i i think potentially we'll all we'll all kind of take on the the kind of asian model of if you feel ill you wear a mask which has always mm. has always been the case um in most asian countries um, so it's, it's kind of difficult. So um, obviously you've um, gone onto TikTok and you've kind mm -hmm. of found a community there. You've just hit your 20,000 mark. Um, yeah. So there's me way down. Just, yeah, <laughs> I, might find, I might have to make sure this clip is on there of, of, um, for, for TikTok. But um, yeah. obviously I remember when you first came on, you were quite nervous from the earlier ones that I saw anyway, whether I saw when you first came on, but you were quite nervous and you seemed quite um withdrawn a little bit sad so was it just was it that time when 
you were saying about your family not being there. Was was it that you were being hit by the fact that the only people I can really associate with are my colleagues? And much as they may be your second family, as you say, it's mm-hmm. you need more than that. And so was that how you were kind of feeling? And, and has TikTok then helped you to feel that there's another family or community out there for you? Yeah, definitely. Like At that point, I was at a stage where I was going to work and it was a lot of negativity and then I was coming home and not being able to, you know, have any sort of joy in my life. I was not able to do the things I like to do. So I then got onto TikTok and I started making videos and it was kind of just something to keep my mind off of things, um, watching things that made me laugh and doing things that I found fun, like quirky videos. And then it just escalated from there. Um, The more people that started following me and interacting with me, and I've made friends on there. So the ones that I communicate with every day. So it's, yeah, it's massively made a difference, definitely. Um, So I'm pretty grateful, to be fair. I'm glad that I decided to get into it. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people have found... Although social media gets a, a bad rap, I think a lot of us have found some kind of solace in it being there. Um, I mean, you're you're the fourth TikToker to be on here. Um, <laughs> third, depending on how you see one. Um, the first person on here was, uh, from TikTok was Call Me Chris. So um, Call Me Chris has done this a couple of times and she talks about how um, it's it's really changed for her as well. So it's yeah. it can be really, really good for a lot of people. But so you said about how you see this as going forward. Um, does it feel for you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel or with the vaccines and everything like that? Or do you worry along with, I'm sure a lot of other nurses and doctors and everything else that... Um, the bloody mindedness of certain people who keep reading YouTube and Facebook posts that, you know, Bill Gates is putting a chip in us or some nonsense like that um, is actually going to cause us issues continually. And it's never really going to go away and we're going to be in a kind of a stuck lockdown or is there actually a hope at the end of the channel for you? I think I definitely do see a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, definitely. Um, Once they get these vaccines out to more people, um, I do think, yeah, things will sort of ease. I don't think it's ever going to go back to how it was. Definitely not. Um, Like you mentioned before, like with masks, for example, how that'll be like just the thing when you feel ill, people wear a mask. Um, It's, there's just things that, people are doing now that I think will continue everyone's a lot more aware of um like cleanliness as well mm. um I saw a video the other day and it was like uh, things we used to do that we wouldn't do now and it's like take a drink off a stranger at a concert and thinking on that I'm it's like I bet a lot of people now won't do that ever again because they'll be thinking oh like you don't know what I've got yeah yeah I mean it's it's a weird time where, cause I have diagnosed OCD. So I have the, the fucked up kind, not the Hollywood kind. Um, so it was interesting for me because um, I already had pretty much everything because I had slight um, germophobia, very slight, but it was enough that I, you know, when people, and I have around me now, I have several bottles of alcohol gel. So it was really <laughs> funny for me when shops started adding it in. Cause I'm there going, I'm not being funny, but I don't trust your alcohol gel. Like I have my own, I carry it with me. And it's yeah. a really weird look from safe uh, security guards are like, 
what? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know like what standard your alcohol gel is. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. So I, I know what mine is. You know, my, my late wife was a nurse. I know where mine's from. I know what it grade is. You know, it's a really weird thing. And like you say, it's going to be um, the case. I don't think the, the kind of the old normal will ever return, but not in a bad way. I think, you know, it, it's just that we'll take, I hope that we'll take the, the niceties of now, as in people can work from home if they need to, which was, you know, that was a big thing that uh, companies used to say, oh, no, we can't afford you to work from home. Well, clearly you can. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> so um, obviously that's been a thing for, for you. So has it been, has it been really quite um, harsh in terms of your working week? Because, I mean, nurses, doctors, everyone, anyone in the NHS has shite hours. Let's be honest. You have fucking awful hours. Um, it just just yeah um <laughs> and um you know you're, you're you're being put upon more and more because i don't know what your hospital particularly is but obviously there's a lot of them um i think the worst ones are actually in scotland but a lot of them are on breaking point now or or getting there or at least they're planning for being a breaking point so um do you feel that you're not able to really take any kind of time away and so you're you're stuck in a cycle of work home work potential miniature breakdown work again yeah yeah i would say it has been a bit like that to be honest um because that is all i'm doing work home um i got to see my family over christmas which was nice but um like i can't do that all the time because mm. obviously they live in scunthorpe so i mean lockdown anyway so I can't um, and plus my parents care for my nanas who are really high risk so I can't go see them so it's just yeah it's a bit of a constant really and um, it's definitely been works I seem to feel like I'm always at work I'm yeah. I'm working the same as what I used to but because there's nothing else in between it's just like my life revolves around that at the moment yeah, the biggest break you're getting is is uploading TikTok. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I think that's that's how um, a lot of people are feeling, but most people don't have the hours that you have. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, people complain about an eight-hour day, and that you're looking at them going, "Oh, fuck off." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but do you have you had the vaccine so far? Because yeah, obviously, so online, you have. Yeah, have you had uh, both? No, just one. Just one. Okay, so are you, obviously you're saying about more people get the vaccine and, you know, there's the potential move towards herd immunity, which numbers don't seem to support that working, but hey, um, are you worried about people not taking it? Does that, does that kind of, because obviously there's this nonsense of people going, oh, well, if the NHS is at breaking point, then it's not fit for purpose. You keep hearing that in the Daily Mail and the Telegraph and all that kind of you know burn it before you read it kind of um papers um but they're not taking into account of course they're just assuming that the nhs is only working on covid19 at the moment and forgetting the fact that people actually get ill normally um yes. it's like yeah people still have cancer people still have um immuno um deficiencies you know there's a lot of other stuff going on um so obviously the more it kind of comes back at you if people don't take it and then they catch it and all this kind of anti-vaxxer bullshit that goes around all the time 
Um, does it worry you that was it seven, only 78% of people said they will actually take the vaccine? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I sort of, I can't, I kind of see the views. Um, obviously not knowing what's in it. You hear about some negative effects that it's had on some people. And I know there's been some deaths like with some people, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, so you've just got your child vaccinated with like the mumps and measles. Tell me what's in that. No one would be able to tell me what's in that. Just like we can't say what's in this vaccine um so i can't you know i don't see the justification for that reason um yeah. and everything's got its risks you could take a couple of paracetamol and that could make you seriously ill you know everything has a risk that we put in our bodies so it's just about trusting it you know they're not going to roll like a vaccine out to millions of people that's going to kill everyone you know what i mean yeah it's, it's... It so just I can't, yeah, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm, I'm slightly meaner than you in my opinion of those people. Um, I mean, <laughs> of course, the anti-vaxxers are people that wouldn't necessarily get the measles, mumps and rubella um, thing as well. But there was a great one on, on Twitter a while ago where someone um, put a quote, uh, put a uh, thing of a load of chemicals and said, which one of these would you have in your body? And the person said, I wouldn't have any of those in my body. And the person just went underneath and just went, oh, really? Because that's the chemical makeup of an apple. Um, you, it's just like you don't understand it. And that's why you're not the one that creates it. It's like that. And that's the point. I think that the thing that irritates me is when people go, oh, I don't know what's in this. And you're kind of going, well, tell me what's in a Coke. Tell me what is in um, the Happy Meal you, that you just bought. Tell me what yeah. is it's all bullshit you don't know what makes it up because you're not a scientist and people have gone on this idea of twitter facebook and youtube because they've said one thing that's what i believe and there's a, a great one that somebody has up in their surgery in america that just says um your google search isn't a replacement for my medical degree um which is very true and yeah. what the thing is is the people aren't understanding the fact that if they don't take the vaccine it's not just them because that's the thing you always hear back is oh well it's just me it doesn't matter and it's like no because then that's mutations that's how mutations happen you fucking idiots that's why you're that's why you not vaccinating your kids is actually causing everyone else issues but they never get that it just comes through as it's just my choice it's just my body that kind of crap yeah. um and obviously you know they're not taking into account and and even the deaths the deaths any deaths that have happened from what i can from what i remember um checking none of the deaths were actually connected to the vaccine. They were all normal deaths that would happen. Um, there was, I've forgotten who said about it, is that the, the problem with them is, is that when somebody has a vaccine, um, and bearing in mind everyone that's having it at the moment, especially in the UK, is older, people forget that people die naturally. And it's as if to say, well, they've had the vaccine, they were 92 and now they've died. It's the vaccine's fault. It's like, no, they were 92. Um, and I think that's what's kind of screwing it a little bit on YouTube and stuff. Um, obviously, the very first person that took it, um, there's a load of stuff on if you ever want to laugh or cry. Um, there's a lot of stuff on Facebook and on YouTube that says she's an actor, that she's actually dead, that, you know, oh, it's... it's um, wow. Yeah, I mean... I think this maybe it's just because of my OCD that I get because I, I get um, obsessed about things that I get more pissed off at these people than yeah. you because you have to be nice. <laughs> 
that's that's the that's the um the thing that you have is you kind of have to be nice to them which must be irritating come on is it not irritating as fuck when you have those people come in and you just really want to tell them the actual realities <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah you're all right i do get irritated but you know what sometimes i just feel like what right have i got to argue with someone sometimes but then i think you know what i have got a right but yeah it's it's hard to argue with people sometimes uh, the, the minimum three years you you took um to graduate as a nurse would be my uh, my argument there they're yeah. they're tw similar to the doctor's one their 20 second youtube um clip doesn't doesn't back up your nursing degree or diploma i don't know which one you have um mm -hmm. you know it's it is it is that thing and I, I think that's actually the point is that a lot of and this nhs this is your fucking fault i actually think it's the fault of the government nhs for not allowing doctors and nurses to be that blunt because i genuinely think that you should be able to just go you know what if you don't if you're not gonna do it like this if you're not looking after it if you're the one that's causing these issues get the fuck out of my hospital um <laughs> i'm i'm quite harsh with that because if they're the ones and i don't mean you know things that can affect you from you know obviously if you're you're obese there's other reasons for it there can be and things like that you know i don't mean people like that i mean you know if you're not taking a vaccine then and you get the thing then you've kind of caused this on yourself and i get i get very i know that's i know it's harsh as hell and i know it's ju almost just as bad as them but you do kind of think you're causing the issue for the rest of us um and i mean i'm so I, i'm in kent um i have i'm in the middle of where the the uk um variant comes from which is fantastic and yeah. i have and bear in mind like i said i was at those half marathons i live worked at university i have um tested negative continually through all of this it's not that difficult to test negative <laughs> even here so it's very it's very annoying when people are just like oh no so do you um do you see a path out of this that um is within this year or do you think this is more of a a gradual thing and do you worry that you're going to see more people coming in with phantom issues because of their mental health as well I mean, I hope there's an end of it this year because I'm planning on a holiday next year. <laughs> <laughs> like, get me away from here. Um, we So I actually work in a children's hospital and um, we have seen a lot of um, teenagers coming in with mental health problems. So it's definitely having an effect um, on mental health. And it's the same for the staff and parents that are coming in with the kids, everyone um, that you talk to, no one's particularly saying, oh yeah, I'm having a great time. It's, it's hard for everyone and it's definitely having a big impact. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I think the stats I saw were there's an 8% increase in those that have a recognised mental health um, condition, which... Mm -hmm is it doesn't sound like much but when you do the math on that it's it's that's a huge amount of people um yeah so are there specific things that are being um put in place at, at your hospital um to kind of deal with the mental health because i mean mental health for years has been underfunded and it's not really been looked upon that that greatly um is there something that's been put in place as you've seen an increase of going okay now there's going to be this initiative or is there at least talk of it where you are yeah, so, um, well, recently, actually, um, 
because we do get so many young people um, with mental health problems and it just seems to be getting more and more mm. um, and as children's nurses we're not you know we're not trained in mental health yeah. and we found that like I've seen it personally that some people struggle um, sort of with how to care for these kids um, not knowing how to interact with them it's worry of saying the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing um, so we've recently had um, a mental health nurse um, come into the hospital and is working with us um, so on each ward um, they've got mental health um, link roles so I've actually signed up to be one of them so I'll work with the mental health nurse and um, talk about things we can do um, training that we can give to everyone else and start rolling that out around the hospital. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, because everyone gets a bad rep for the, the mental health thing. So it's, that's great to hear. I mean, I'm so when I'm not on here, obviously, this mental health podcast, but I'm a mental health Twitch stream as well. And I'm doing a, a master's in global mental health. Um, mm -hmm. And I will for anyone that's worrying or if you're worried about your, your kids or anything below, there will be a link to the resource page on my website um it has resources for the uk for all different conditions and there's going to be a resource at the top which is a worldwide um directory you can click on find your country and you can find resources there so there are resources out there as well as just shannon being there for your for your kids <laughs> when they go into her hospital there are the resources so please do click on there if you if you need to or if you're worried about someone there is the stuff there um but it is, it is good to hear I, I like the idea of that having a kind of a link up so that you're you know you're not having to go through uh, you know we can't realistically put you through the same kind of training as a mental health nurse because they had the same kind of time doing their stuff as you did becoming a, a yeah. nurse normally um mm -hmm. but it's great to hear that there's there's some kind of thing there so have you done have you been on to like cpd uh, continued professional development courses um to kind of back up the mental health stuff like signposting stuff or is it just working with um, with the mental health nurse or you know is it a hand-holding or is it you know anything more? Um, so it's sort of just been working there uh, with the nurse mental health nurse at the moment and um, they've been giving us the teaching and but there is also courses um, as well that we've been signing on to um, that's been an issue though because normally they're like face-to-face -face courses which haven't been running so we've been doing a lot of like well calls and stuff um yeah. so it's it's been difficult i think to get some of the training that we could normally um but hopefully we can yeah start sort of getting through that a bit better uh, that, that's great to hear uh, i think most people hearing that will think it's great to hear because you know the nhs gets a, a bad rap for fucking everything you know we we, we have a go at for everything and especially with mental health we say about spending but clearly Whatever hospital you're in, whoever the managers are, well done. Um, <laughs> so, um, do you feel enough is being done for your mental health, though, and your colleagues' mental health? Because I think something that's, um, that every, every business, every company, everyone falls down on is they can... I mean, universities do this um, all the time as well. They'll be like, oh, look, there's this massive thing for students, which is usually only one day and it's usually done wrong. But anyway, um, but then they'll have something for their staff where it's two stalls next to a pond. You know, are they, do you feel that enough is being done for you? And I will remind you at this point, we have already stated at the beginning of this, these are your opinions, so don't worry about it. Um, but do you, do you feel that more could be done? Do you think it's enough or do you think it, they're just fucking awful at it? 
Honestly, um, they've actually been pretty amazing. Okay. So they've done a lot of things um, to try and obviously help us nurses, um, checking up on us, um, arranging like little um, online coffee meets um, <laughs> where you can video nurses and have a chat and talk about anything that might be on your mind. Yeah. Um, and like little things like little gifts people send in have been like really nice. Um, so there's definitely a lot of support and people are definitely checking in on us um, the managers and the, they are they've been brilliant oh. well there you go it's, yeah was you surprised I, by that it is I, I know some other nurses and some other doctors at other hospitals well I presume other hospitals I won't ask you to reveal the hospital because you know but um uh, uh, hospitals across the country who they've been bloody awful they've been you yeah. know just do your job and that's it you know we don't care so it's good to hear maybe it's because you're in a children's hospital and they kind of need you to be happy if you know what i mean <laughs> they need you to be uplifting at least so i mean that, that is really good to hear was that something that they did immediately or did you have to wait until they they kind of realized that things were getting hard because like I say when you were first on TikTok clearly and I don't mean this in a nasty way but clearly you were drained like you you had that kind of just that aura <laughs> about you like okay I'm I you know uh so yeah. how, how 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 quick were they off the mark um not no it wasn't instant um but obviously that wasn't sort of the initial no. thing everyone was worrying about mm. um I would say sort of going into second lockdown, that's when it started really kicking off because um, it was like, okay, this is, you know, this is all still happening. Um, we need to see how everyone's doing. <laughs> so, um, but better late than never. Yeah. So anyone that's watching from abroad, because I know actually, weirdly, Canada is our top viewership. Uh, second lockdown for us was like October, November time. That's when we started going back into it. Our initial lockdown was March and we're now in third lockdown because... Mm -hmm. do things in threes if you're in politics um so yeah i mean that, that's really good that they at least it took them some time but is there an indication that that's going to be something that is um a standard now though because obviously the thing that always worries me about so many of these things and especially when it comes to mental health because i'm you know like i say i everything i do is mental health on tiktok it's usually showing clips from the, and my other podcast but from this as a mental health um one my stuff on twitch is mental health and i run a mental health website so um <laughs> it's my main concern but do you um when it comes to it do you think that it's um it's a worrying reactionary thing and that it will die off again because so many times when this happens <laughs> One thing will happen, it's like when there's um, relief funds for um, there being, you know, a tornado or a tsunami, everyone gives and then everyone forgets within six months. Do you think it's something that they'll actually go, oh, you know what? Actually, even when we're not in a pandemic, it's a fucking hard job. Maybe they need <laughs> some help. Um, is there an indication it's going to be continued and actually be better for everyone? Or is it just going to be a okay yeah we're, we're done with lockdown we can't afford that anymore you know no more no more teas and coffees mm. kind of thing uh, no i mean i get the impression that it will continue to be honest um i mean that's the vibe i'm getting anyway <laughs> because it's not like it doesn't seem like a chore to check up on us um so that's why i think it will continue because it's they actually genuinely seem interested in making sure we're okay 
it's not like it's oh we best do this now but hopefully we won't have to do it for long you know what i mean yeah well i mean do you think that's going to be the same with say because you have that link nurse as well so do you think all of the mental changes for yourself for them for all of it because i think a lot of us that are in that kind of you know world of mental health advocacy um i always hate it sounding like that because it sounds like i'm with a placard outside of westminster but you know those of us on this side of it always got slightly irritated by by the fact that it's little things are done and then they're they're taken away but do you think it's going to be across the board or just for you or you know is it a move forward for everything that's going to stay the same or will they go oh that link nurse you work with yeah well we can't actually afford her um you know is it is it a vibe that this is a continued professional development for all of you so maybe i mean obviously it could be that they go we can't afford the link nurse but we're upping your training which i mean not as good but you know it's still a good replacement if they went right now all of you are at least trained in mental health first aid through um the mental health foundation or whatever it is do you think that's something they'll they'll look into or it'll just be a slowly wipe it under the carpet no i think um because it was something that was starting the plans were going ahead before um the whole coronavirus cool. because there is such a high number of young people with mental health problems. So it was definitely in the pipeline beforehand. Um, and now things are just trying to move a bit quicker at the moment um, with the need for it. So it will, the, yeah, the plan is that it will continue. Right. So it might level out, but it's not going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always good. I mean, people always um disregard a lot of mental health obviously um with young people you'll probably see that um nonsense meme that goes around on facebook all the time of you know these people didn't have mental health issues when they're storming normandy and then a picture of nowadays and you're like no they did have mental health issues most of them had ptsd that's why they never talked about the war you fucking idiots um <laughs> we just actually recognize it now that's the one big difference um yeah. so i mean it's it's good that there's there's definitely a move a move forward there for you so are there things do you see, um, because when I was saying about other hospitals, you were nodding. So do you see the big issues across the other hospitals? Like is yours, do you see where you are as a kind of uh, a leading light? Just assume your manager isn't watching this, you'll be fine. Is your hospital like a leading light or is it part of a, a whole rollout? Or do you think that actually, you know, you're crawling along and everyone else is ahead of you? Um. I mean, it's hard to say, to be honest. Um, we, so my hospital is a foundation trust. Mm. Um, so we probably do things different to what a lot of a trust do. Um, cause we kind of like work independently. Yeah. So I can't really compare things that we do to what others do. Right. Um, I do hear um so well see things on social media like we do about everything of nurses struggling and not getting help and support um and hopefully something that eventually will come to them um very sad that obviously they're not getting that at the moment Mm. um so i think yeah our hospital is definitely they're setting a good example good good um i mean obviously it's there's a hell of a time to be working in the nhs anyway i mean 
the thing that I think a lot of people got overly excited for and then took the piss out of was the clap. The Thursday <laughs> night clap, which if any, again, anyone from anywhere else in the world, um, something that I actually felt as insulting, I personally didn't do, but every Thursday night at the beginning of um, COVID was we were meant to go outside and clap for the NHS. Now, personally, I said, I kind of went, what the fuck good is that? I'm now outside potentially near to my neighbors like it doesn't do anything um i understand i understand the the idea of it to try and boost morale but mm-hmm. unless there's a fucking nurse right there what good is it in my mind what good was it actually doing apart from potentially putting other people like my elderly neighbor at risk of catching something from everyone else going outside and banging fucking pots and pans together especially mm-hmm. considering most of them voted for, um, for a way to screw everyone so how did it feel being a nurse? Was it a case of at first it was great and then it got jarring or was it a case of it was always great or was it just, oh, shut the fuck up and let us do our job and stop pandering to us? It should have been a one night only thing. <laughs> it really should have done. So the first night they did it, it was, it was quite amazing, I will admit, um, because you went outside and you could just the noise of people clapping it was it was quite something and it it was quite emotional as well um and it it did feel you know and we were all really grateful while I was I thought oh this is amazing um but then it just kept happening every week and it was like you can stop now (laughs) so it's not the same now (laughs) um and I always laugh at one of my colleagues um she was telling us how um, her one of her neighbours knew she was a nurse, so she would literally like clap at her. She'd be like this at her, <laughs> and like, don't go and like this, and getting everyone in the street to like clap towards her. And she said it was the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> she said it just it didn't do it for me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I, I probably agree. Is that you know, on one night, if it had just been said as one night, I might have kind of gone okay and leant out of a window. But it seemed so much. <sighs> it seemed to be more about the people that were clapping than it did about doctors and nurses. It was the kind of, it was like, Oh, look how amazing and great I am because I'm outside clapping. And it's like, I don't fucking care, Brenda piss off. Let's wait. You know, it's, that seemed to be the issue for for me. And I think for a lot of people is Mm -hmm. that it didn't actually do anything. I mean, like I say for one night, I mean, they could have even made it into, which they probably should do anyone. I actually still know a couple of MPs. If you're watching, put it forward. Um, <laughs> so it should have been potentially an idea of let's make this night every year a night to clap, you know, a yearly thing, maybe. Yeah. Of like, oh, let's reward the NHS. For they've done it through this. And, you know, it's not, not necessarily a, a day off or whatever, but some, a, a recognition yearly. Um, yeah. Rather than, you know, I mean, I remember towards the end of the, the things we were doing, we had people like Nigel Farage. Um, who, because of his work with the the um, getting rid of the EU, fucked up a lot of funding from the EU to the NHS. Who was literally outside with the pot pots and pans, showing how amazing he was. And you're like, yeah, no, you are the guys that are amazing, not Mike from next door. And that's kind of how it became. Or am I just being cynical as fuck? No, I, I do agree. <laughs> I do agree. There are people out there who. I think genuinely thought they were, you know, they were doing good um, and totally respect that and thank you to them. But yeah, for a lot of people, it was a 
like they you know they would video themselves clapping each week and put it on Facebook and I thought well that's not for us is it <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it was it was it was just a, a pat on the back more than anything else so mm. um I mean you I, I don't know how often you watch the bullshit briefings from number 10 um or that you keep up with it because you I'm guessing at this point you probably try and avoid them like the fucking plague. Yes. Um, but do you, are you kind of still on edge about something massively happening? So for instance, um, today, I think it was when um, there's been a suggestion that the EU may block some of our vaccines coming through because of the fact that we're not in the EU anymore and we've blocked sending our AstraZeneca vaccine to the EU. Um, and it's fucking about with lives. And I don't understand the logic. I really don't. Because no one looks good at this point. No one looks good. Um, whereas if you just went, no, oh, you can have our vaccine. We can have your vaccine. Everyone's got, I, I don't understand the fucking logic. But does, does it feel like um, with, with politicians and with, with media and everything like that, does it just feel like they're playing not only with people's lives in general, but it, it, does, it, does it seem like a personal insult to you and to your colleagues that, you know, you're, you're going through hell more than the rest of us. You're being, you know, having to run yourself ragged every day as you would do, even if you weren't in COVID because that's your fucking job. Um, and then it's being slapped across the face because no, your work is not as important as me getting reelected. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't keep up um, with the politics a lot. I, I mean, especially at the moment, it's kind of like a, a void at the, like, I just try and stay out of it, to be honest, because I just think if I have an opinion, I'll just get more frustrated at the whole thing. And that's probably my wrong mindset to have. Um, but I just, because there's so many things that are misleading as well, and I hate when I see people like arguing on social media about politics. It's just like my biggest bugbear because I think probably none of you are actually that educated in it. Um, so it's, yeah, <laughs> something I've sort of been, yeah, keeping away from at the moment. Yeah, um, that does definitely happen. I remember, our, um, so, so I have a politics, uh, an undergraduate degree in politics and a master's degree in political theory. And I was an elected politician locally. So I got into an argument on Facebook and quite rightly, as you say, no one knew what the fuck they were talking about. And I actually had someone try and call me out and say, well, when you have a degree in politics, come back and talk. And I basically just went, I have this and this and this. I do. <laughs> want to actually come back at me and they were, they'd never responded. Um, and it's, that's, that is the problem. You're quite right that a lot of people, unless you're, you know, you happen to be someone like myself who does have it. And I will preface that to anyone that might make a comment is that doesn't mean i'm right but it does mean i know where to look for the right answer mm. um as the same as nurses and doctors you know not every doctor gets the right answer straight away but they're looking in the right place you know they don't they don't you know a, a doctor or a nurse doesn't ask you what your tarot reading was they actually look at your vitals you know and it's the same kind of thing um unfortunately some people might want you to do a fucking tarot reading but there we go um <laughs> and it, it gets frustrating so um do you feel like we said with uh, you're avoiding the, the the politics of it and everything like that but does a general feeling of being undervalued come into it because obviously 
anything that's it all comes back to mental health obviously um mm-hmm. and it's you've got you know you found some some solace in things like tiktok and your 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 work your hospital's doing quite well at it um but it's always going to be a struggle it's a struggle for anyone that's that's having it and i'm sure there's days where you come home and potentially just break down because you've seen someone at some uh, especially because you're in a children's hospital or a child pass away or whatever it is um did it then when you you know off the cuff see a, a headline or something attacking nhs or you know there's so much bullshit that goes on about nurses in particular because there's this nonsensical idea that that there that there's some kind of lowering which i just want to slap anybody that says that <laughs> face with the newspaper um but does it just feel like why the fuck am i doing this does it does it just kind of you know bring you even further down um when you kind of get disregarded by a lot of society that all you're trying to do is help yeah yeah definitely um for myself and some of like my friends as well when we have sort of discussed this when you see things slating the nhs and the workers it is the most frustrating thing it really is and it is it's degrading as well because it's like you seem to one minute people are praising you but then the next minute someone's got a problem with this or that um and it's like no matter how hard we're working it's like we can always do better it's like you know someone's always got something to say and it's yeah when you when you are working so hard and doing everything you can and you're obviously in a compassionate job you're a compassionate person you're caring about other people but then sometimes when it's like some people don't seem to care about you and you just think okay (laughs) all right then (laughs) yeah and i mean obviously that's that's always going to affect your mental health and it's just you know as many kind of coffee mornings or whatever you have via um microsoft teams or whatever with with your your colleagues and you know as as good as they can be if you've done everything right and then somebody just loses it at you for no reason or Mm. i I think that i don't know if this this is right and so please correct me but it always seems like especially nurses because doctors tend to walk away um I'm speaking of something because I have, um, because of OCD and um, more germ- germophobia, I was, I had to spend a night in hospital once. And when the doctor in the morning said I didn't need to have spent the night, I nearly lost my shit because they didn't understand the fact that if you check my records, I actually have OCD. I don't have Hollywood OCD. This nearly fucked me up being in here. But the doctor just walked away. But the nurses were there to kind of go, okay, look, you know, let's, let's deal with any panic attack or any anxiety attack. So, does it, it, it always seems like when somebody's stressed, when they're having a bad day, um, they make sure it's the nurse that is also having a bad day. Like it never seems to be, and I always hate the fact that it always, whenever I, I've seen anything like it, it's always this idea of, oh, I'm sorry, I'm stressed. And it's like, that's great. Go and hit a wall. Don't take it out on the nurse who's trying to help your son or your mother or whoever. So does it, Does it feel like that to you? Is it just me being, you know, just having seen bad times with it? Or does it just feel like you are the the butt of everyone's, everyone else's stress? Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Um, 
it's it is the case from like I said from the parents the patients the doctors um we you know we can't have that excuse we've always got to be on top of it we can't be having a bad day and take it out on someone you know could you imagine if we did that we shouted back at the parent or told the doctor what we thought it I'd that's clap. not allowed <laughs> <laughs> that i would actually um, clap to <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i have seen some people do it like but it's you know it's it's not something that's accepted so we definitely you know wear the face that has to you know always have the smile on it always got to be strong always got to take the criticism um that's it's like sometimes i think i'm not paid enough for this <laughs> I mean, we can talk on that immediately. You aren't. Oh, we'll not go there. <laughs> so, to, to anyone that's in a position, none of them are paid enough higher. <laughs> um, I mean, we know we, every, even the people that have a go at the NHS seem to understand that you're not paid enough. So I think we're, we're safe on that one. Um, so, yeah, it is ridiculous that you, I mean, it, it seems the NHS's way of doing things, and especially for nurses and things like that, is is as if it's the customer is always right, taken to its extreme. You know, mm -hmm. when somebody just spouts bullshit at you and you have to basically be nice to them and you just kind of go, you know what? Fuck off out of my ward because all you're doing is bringing every, you know, you're, you're causing issues here. Because, I mean, I, I was a retail manager. Um, so I've, I've worked in retail. When I, when I was in management, I was, you know, and you had those kind of Karens come in. I was just like, no, get out. I don't. I didn't have time for it. It wasn't an American way of doing things. The way you be nice to me, just no, get out. Because I had that ability to do that. Because it's my store. It's my decision. Um, and it must be so frustrating when you can't do that. Because you know, for instance, that it, it could be if you've had an awful day already, and then you're being shouted at. You know, you're already midway through. Let's say you're, I don't know, six hours into a thirteen-hour shift, and you're then getting shouted at. Um, and you've already had one person pass away or anything like that. It must be horrific. Do you do you have those? Um, do you have anywhere that you can kind of go, or are you? Because you say you, you know, as we, we we've talked about, you're expected to just be smiling and everything. But do you have somewhere you can just kind of go? I'm I, I'm I'm fucking off for twenty minutes or whatever. Where you can just I know some people like sleep on. Um, the job depending on how it's how it's made up but do you have somewhere you can just go away and just going to go I'm out of it and I don't mean the I don't mean the break room because the break room can obviously be full of people um, eating all sorts of fucking mental food um, I've been in a, in one of the break rooms for hospitals there's some weird shit being eaten in there um, but uh, you know do you have somewhere you can just kind of disappear to um, or someone to talk to if you need to during a shift or is it just the case of end of a shift or the next day when you've already had that breakdown you've already had that you know shit day um that you can finally talk to someone so yeah i mean there's um there's not like there's a particular place that we can take ourselves off to um it is for example like the staff room um but it's never free or but people tend to have a little cry in the bathroom, in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and then if the cubicle's occupied for a while, you like, just leave them to it. Mm. Um, and it does happen on shifts where um, that is the case. You know, you look over at one of, one of the nurses or one of the healthcare assistants 
and you just know they need five minutes um and they'll just go off and we're all very accepting of letting each other have that um it's definitely happened a few times for myself and it is difficult when you you've got your patient load and everything sometimes you feel like you can't do it but we definitely support each other in saying you go you know go have your moment um and then i know for myself as well i am a crier in the car i like to get in my car and then just <laughs> let it out <laughs> And then what I tend to do is ring my mum, 26 years old, and I'll still call my mum when I'm upset. <laughs> and it just has to happen. You have to have that sort of release. And so has, has COVID and the increase of that kind of stress, because I'm guessing that the one cry a week has potentially turned into three or four, I'm guessing. Um, have, has there been times during covid that your mental health has got to a state where you've just gone i can't do this anymore like you know there's been times before when you may have thought it or you may have been crying in the car on the way home or but has there been because i mean that's effectively what i mean i've i did a fucking compared to what you do i was an a university academic administrator i had a boring ass job and i had to deal with and i mean i was a student as well so i had a bit of leeway of how i talked to students so i could tell them where to go because they knew I was a student as well but I I couldn't do it you know I, I just lost my wife and um a few months before uh we were going into lockdown I just went fuck that I'm done I'm not dealing with your shit I cannot deal with your shit that's it so have you found you know and I wasn't under that much pressure it, I mean there was pressure yes and for some people in that and for a lot of people in there it's very hard pressure because that's an academic role especially at the moment is fucked but it's nothing compared to the, the kind of stress that you guys are going through. Do, so do you ever find, or have you found since COVID is here and there's been a, a pressure on you that you've, you know, is it, is it kind of, has there ever been, or is it kind of a weekly thing now where you just can go, I cannot do this now? Um, I mean, so it was strange because initially we had a period of time where, um, because children don't get, um like they don't get as affected with covid as adults do um and when they do it's not as severe um we had a period where it was i hate to say the word but quiet because they cancelled surgeries um all elective surgeries and we were just like oh okay but it was like this is the calm before the storm isn't it yeah. um and then it was like the storm hit um so they made a big change on our ward. I So I work on a surgical ward and it's trauma-based, so it's orthopedic and burns. Um, but they switched us to be like a, a screening ward for mm. immunocompromised children. So then all of a sudden we were getting like two or three of these kids in a day. Um, a lot of them were under oncology. So it was children with cancer coming in on well they would come to us um for treatment and to get tested um and then if they were positive they could negative they could go back to their main ward but by that point we've sort of like you know got them back on the feet um but that was out of our comfort zone definitely out of my comfort zone it was a type of sort of nursing that i wasn't used to with being surgical and i'll feed it some burns um so it was like 
you know, I was thinking I was always on edge. Am I doing everything right? Um, am I missing something? And that was the worst point for me because at that point work was just like so stressful. And then I had nothing else going on um, that was positive. And it was like, you know, I would go home, be in my room by myself, and that was it. Um, and I did at that point also. I, I said to a friend, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm not okay right now." Um, and I've thankfully I've got amazing friends. Um, so it's like they were always then checking up on me, and um, contacting me, calling me. Um, so then that just gave me a bit of a boost um, and it wasn't that there wasn't there before but I think they just you know once I said you know look I'm, I need help um, they were there and uh, that was yeah that definitely helped it's having the support around me is a big big help yeah. so I mean I've suffered with my mental health terribly like previously when I was training to be a nurse I got to a point where I nearly failed my course. I wasn't turning up to my placement. Um, someone once said to me, she said, Shannon, you're here, but you're not actually here. Like, you know, um, so I had to take some time out and then I had to redo my third year placement as well. So I think I've kind of, I've learned from that time because at that point I went months without even telling my family no one knew and I was at the lowest so um going through that previously has made me able to manage my mental health a bit better now and seeking the support when I need it so that's definitely yeah being a sort of a plus side of struggling previously yeah you you kind of had the preparedness for it but you I mean it's it's good that you were able to recognize it because it, it can be really difficult for not just to be able to self-recognize it, but to accept that you're not okay. Um, mm -hmm. And it's cliched. Anyone watching, I know it's cliched, well aware of it, but it is okay not to be okay. You are allowed <laughs> to tell people. And I know that it sounds like the same cliched shit. Hopefully if you're watching this, you've watched some of my others and you realize that's not me. Um, but you know, it is okay. If you need to tell your friends um, that you're not okay, I'd hope that you have friends who will just kind of go, how can I help? What can we do? Even if they're useless, um, at least you'll be recognized. And that can be enough sometimes of just knowing that they can respond. I mean, I've messaged my friends before and said, I'm not okay. Um, and then when they've messaged me back, because it's the way my brain works, I went, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. And I've, I've ignored it. But just the fact that they responded to me actually was a, a nice little kind of okay, they responded. It was almost like validation that I mattered. So yeah. if you want to put out there, guys, it, you can do that. Again, the links will be below. Um, so um, for you, it was, it was more of a case of, um, I know there's something wrong, but you've never been on the kind of, not breaking point, but you were, you were bending a lot, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and with such a, a stressful job, I mean, there's no, you know, the fact that you had to um, redo your third year, if you're, if you're having mental health issues, it's absolutely fine. Again, anyone that's struggling out there for university at the moment, um, if that kind of thing's happened with you, 
Shannon is a fully qualified nurse, okay? It didn't, it didn't stop her. She's come back and she's doing this and she's worked for a fucking pandemic doing this, okay? So she clearly can do it. So please don't feel that if you've been affected by it, it's, co- it's gonna, it means that you can't or it means anything like that because that may be what your mind wants to tell you, but it isn't true. Um, and, you know, it's, I know it's hard to argue with your own mind because it's your mind, but it, is, it isn't true. Okay, you can do it. Um, I think we've kind of covered a lot of it there. Was there anything that you particularly wanted to kind of make everyone aware of to just talk about or just anything at all that you thought might be kind of pertinent to the idea of NHS, COVID, mental health, just anything at all? Um, I mean, I think I just want to say that so much love and support and respect to everyone, really. Um, all healthcare workers, just everyone, um, it's, and everyone's struggling. And like I've mentioned before, that I don't think there's anyone who's saying like, oh, you know, I'm having a great time. That's, that's not the case. Um, so my you know i'm always open anyone who wants to contact me just say can i have a chat i'm there reach out to friends reach out to anyone you know get the support you need and you're not alone no one's alone yeah i think we can we can echo that and if um i'll I'll, if shannon wants me to we will have um a link to her tiktok below as well so you can get some entertainment as well um and of course you can show your love to shannon for being there um for you and everyone else as well so um as i say we'll put the resources below um i'll put to my twitch as well which is mental health check-in if you need to um but thank you so much for being here shannon thank you everyone for watching and we will see you next time cheers everyone thanks